Hi friends, welcome to episode 14 of Whispers Plant Spirit Medicine Podcast. I'm Amanda Dilday, and in case some of you are listening for the first time, or maybe you've listened a few times but aren't quite sure who I am, I am an herbalist and a writer and mother and teacher in the upstate of South Carolina. You can find a little bit more about me at my website, um, alcamillas.com, A-L-C-H-E-M-I-L-L-A-S, alcamillas.com. That's the Latin name for ladies' mantle, Alcamilla vulgaris, the little alchemist. And I have, I think, at least one podcast already recorded where I talk a little about ladies' mantle. And maybe there will be opportunity to talk about it more in the future. Maybe I can explain to myself and to you why I've chosen it as the name for my herbal practice. <clears throat> um, I also have written a book, Flowers for a Girl, Plant Medicine and Sexual Trauma. That's available on Amazon and Lulu. That's a sort of an herbal memoir of a portion of my own healing journey from the hurts and wounds of childhood sexual abuse um, and how I incorporated plants. I'm not, I'm not even sure incorporated is the right word. They may have been the primary modality besides body work that I um, used that were allies to me um, in healing and going forward. So that's a little bit about myself. Um, I've been wanting to record a podcast for days now. I've just sort of been like itching for it. I don't know, like something's been wanting to come out and I've been wanting to share medicine. And There's a plant that's wanted to come. And I had an exchange with a friend yesterday who's quite um, a good bit of medicine herself. She's lovely with yoga and Reiki. Her name is Vanessa. And in the exchange, something was said, and I knew, ah, that's the plant. That's the plant that's been wanting to come. And so in today's podcast, I wanted to share the medicine of early meadow rue with you. And I will tell you, in my own endeavors to learn more about her, I cannot find much. <laughs> she was offered to me by a friend, Deb Vale, who I've mentioned on the podcast earlier, who makes lovely flower essences. Um, and you can find her at grandparentsoftheforest.com. She offered this plant to me while I was really in the th throes, even maybe for those of you who are familiar with birth, the transition of really pressing through with some healing with the abuse from my childhood. And, and I, there were some physical symptoms that were lingering that I just could not get past. It, they were hurdles. There was such an obstacle. And I knew, you know, there was something inside of me that was calling out for medicine, you know, and all of these layers had been removed and, some stripped, some gently peeled, some melted, um, but there was something inside that was in need of care. And so I wrote to her asking a really unusual question. I wrote 
asking, what would you give a child who's afraid of the dark? Now, I wasn't afraid of the dark at the time, but I was afraid as a child, deeply afraid of the dark. Um, oh, my goodness. And so I was trying to go back and think, you know, if if Deb were to see me as a child, what would she notice? What would what would stand out to her? What would indicate what I need? And so that's the question I asked her. And it was days before I heard from her because she's very intentional and she listens and she's prayerful. And so she wants to give good medicine and and the plant that's needed. So she wrote back and she offered early meadow rue to me. Now, I don't know how early meadow rue is connected to being afraid of the dark. Um, maybe she could explain that to me now. Maybe one of you know. Maybe I'll learn in time. I'm not sure. But early meadow rue was the plant that I needed at that time to move past some physical symptoms, which I'm going to share with you because maybe somebody out there has these same physical symptoms. And maybe what I'm going to share about what was going on in my heart and my mind at the time will resonate with you. And you'll think, oh my goodness, that's my plant. That's my medicine. I would love if that were the case for someone. So the physical symptoms that I was having is um, when I began to remember Um, I would have these episodes, that's what I came to call them, where my ear, particularly for me, my left ear, would begin to fill with, you know, water or liquid. And it would become so full and muffled, maybe immediately or maybe over a course of days, where I just could not hear out of that ear. But in not being able to hear out of it, sound was at the same time magnified and trapped in the water that was in there. And so just the slightest sounds, and I have six children, <laughs> would just be overwhelmingly too much for me. I needed people to be quiet, and yet I couldn't hear either. Very muffled, watery. And then what would happen is um, at some point over the course of several days, although in time it became shorter, maybe just a day, maybe just a few hours, um, I would get severe vertigo, which I began to understand partly was this water beginning to drain from my ear and sort of this swirl of how it was changing the equilibrium with my inner ear, among other things. That wasn't all that was happening physiologically. And then my eyes would slam shut, slam shut. I could not open them for hours, hours at a time, like 10, 12 hours shut Um, even though my eyes would be looking straight forward at these, the back of my eyelids. And then um, I would begin to vomit and vomit for hours. Like my stomach was turning inside out. And then when my body had emptied the contents of my stomach and beyond, and when the ear had done what it needed to do and emptied itself, uh, the vertigo would settle in time. I would be able to open my eyes there would be some recovery, like a regaining of strength. And then I would go back to my business, to my day, my time. Um, and I guess that's part of what made me ask, what would you give a child that's afraid of the dark? Because it was so strange. It wasn't like a migraine where, you know, I was sensitive to light. It was a 
a muscular response that my body had where it was protecting itself. So I knew there was something I didn't want to see. I knew that, of course. <laughs> but I also knew that even as my eyes were shut, if someone turned off the light, even though I was already in the dark, I would be able to sense the shift in the shade of the black and know it was darker. And I would call out, turn the lights on, turn the lights on, I'd be very panicked. And then as I would start to come out of that, the vertigo, the vomiting and these sorts of things and start to open my eyes a little, if it was dark, I would slam them shut again and call for someone to turn on the light. So there we go. I'm remembering and answering some of my own questions of why I wrote and said a child who's afraid of the dark. And I was when I was small. And then here I was as a grown woman in these moments, hours of remembering. I say remember, but I didn't see things. It was my body just processing emotions, be afraid of the dark. So she sent me early meadow root. There is much I could say that Early Meadow Rue offered me, but here's what I want to offer you today. And I'll say more about her later, I'm sure, in future podcast episodes. But today what I want to say is, for myself, part of what she gave me was the ability to, I don't know if we're all happy with the word correct, but I'm going to use that word for myself, correct my view of God of the divine, of spirit. Um, I was raised in a very conservative Christian home, although not as conservative as the church I ended up in as a pastor's wife, but still evangelical, a touch of fundamentalism, a good bit of that actually. Um, And though there was love there, the image that I was given of God was not accurate. He was not rightly represented to me. And I don't want to fault those people who were trying to give me spirit and spirituality, because I think probably all of us are um, have some errors in the way that we view the divine, the way that we view spirit. You know, but some of those errors, they really sink down and they do some work in there, especially if life circumstances come along too. So what I realized was part of the view that I had of the divine, of God, of spirit. I don't know what all words are you are comfortable using of creator. Just take your take your words was that. And I'll use the pronoun he, that's what I was given when I was small, is that he was sort of like this, you know, rumple stilt skin. <laughs> like I could pray and he would come and help me, but I'm going to owe him. And what he's going to take is going to be pretty serious. You know, in this story of rumple stilt skin, you know, he'll come and he'll sew that straw into gold, but she will give her firstborn child. That's expensive gold. Um, I'm not sure that's a fair price. (laughs) And so what I realized as I was working with early meadow rue as a flower essence is that this was part of my view of God, um, of the divine. In my book, part of what I write is I stand in the shower and praise pours from my lips. Water washes over my living, breathing, upright self. And the reason for that was my ear began to feel, but then no vertigo, 
no darkness, no vomiting. It emptied on its own and in a timely way. So I was thrilled. You know, we were making progress with early meadow room. So I'm in the shower, thankful. But voices begin to whisper, tit for tat. He's tit for tat. He gave you this, you'll give him that. Nothing is free. Nothing is given. No grace, no mercy. Mercy. Nothing's forgiven. Tit for tat. He's tit for tat. He gave you this, now he'll take that. And it was terrible. And the shower that night, I saw the face of my little newborn who was just a few months old. And I won't read that portion of my book, but I began to just shout in the shower, shout against that lie, shout against that untruth, that, you know, asking to be healed from the wounds of sexual abuse as a child in having that given, I was certainly not going to be required to give up my precious little newborn, her sweet little self. And it was just this rising up in me in the shower where, you know, God is not like that. The divine is not like that. And I just started shouting no. And I pulled up all these scripture passages from my upbringing that said the opposite of that and and called out and spoke of how good the divine is and how loving and merciful and kind and giving and generous the divine is, how how lovely spirit is. And I just sort of had a verbal battle in the shower. Thankfully, my family was asleep and I don't think I woke anybody up. But verbal warfare, like really a spirit, spiritual warfare until I felt the fear dissipate. Um, And until I knew that she was safe and that the divine was good and that that belief was no longer in my person. So I'm going to have to pause there with the medicine because I've gone quite longer than I usually do. But I just know that medicine is for someone out there. And I'll speak about early meadow rue again for sure. There's more to say. But I hope each of you are able in your deepest parts to come to know how good and kind and loving and generous and benevolent and wonderful and tender and gentle the divine source of all things is, how lovely spirit is, and that in no way is there any tit for tat. There is no Rumpelstiltskin in the sky. There is just eternal, unending, unfailing, relentless, beautiful, selfless, bountiful, abundant love and kindness. And we are held gently. So that's the medicine for now. Talk to you soon. Hey, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of Whispers Plant Spirit Medicine Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard and you'd like some more medicine, then head over to my website, www.alchemillas.com. That's A-L-C-H-E-M-I-L-L-A-S, The Little Alchemist. There you'll find more podcast episodes as well as a link to Patreon where you can support this podcast and my herbal work. You'll find online classes, my book, Flowers for a Girl, Plants, 
medicine, and sexual trauma. And if you sign up for our regular newsletter, then you'll receive a gift of blueberry medicine, which is a lovely recorded class that tells a little bit about one of my favorite plants. So thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for heading over to my website. And I'm looking forward to connecting with you in more ways and sharing more medicine. Thanks so much.